Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Oh. Happy Bastille Day. It's July 14th, La Cartouche Juillet. And uh, we celebrated it by watching TV pretty much all day. Yeah, gosh, We watched the last episode of Loki and maybe the first half of Black Widow. Uh, pretty much exactly yeah. the first half. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, so far I'm not thrilled by that. You, li- you like the Loki concluding episode better than I, I did. Exci- I didn't like it. I was excited by it in terms of its implications on the grand scheme of things. Okay, so it gets a grand scheme of things. Uh, speaking of the grand scheme of things, uh, we pretty much say something about Shehoi, Shohei Atani every yeah. day, and today's of course an off day after the All-Star game, so you'd think there was nothing to say about him, even though he amazingly uh, pitched a scoreless inning and had a couple of at-bats leading off the American League All-Star team, but I learned something very interesting about him today. Uh, he, for cross training, uh, plays. He mentioned this actually during the All Star game, during in between inning interview through his interpreter. For cross training, he plays the sport in which his mother excelled and had some considerable fame in Japan, and that sport is badminton. You betcha. Oh my gosh. Shohei Otani, serious badminton That's player, That's plays one it one for cross of, training. That's one of the beautiful. I think we should invite him. Really? You think you should have him on with his interpreter or without the interpreter? Probably the better interpreter without the interpreter. Should play doubles. Oh, we should us. play against them. They'd kill yes. us. They'd clobber no, us. The interpreter might suck. Yeah, that we have a chance. The interpreter looks a little flabby. Yeah. 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 So, um, the other big uh, baseball news for today, if I can find you an image of it, because it's quite adorable, uh, is that uh, Dusty Baker's son, Darren, was drafted uh, by the Washington Nationals uh, this weekend. And Darren Baker actually had achieved baseball notoriety when he was a little kid uh, in this uh, famous uh, play from a uh, key moment in a playoff game. So what you get here is J.T. Snow, Major League star, son of uh, Los Angeles Rams football great Jack Snow, picking up little Darren Baker when he was in wow. the way of the play at the plate. And you'll hear Jack Buck comment on this during the replay. Thank goodness that J.T. Snow was aware and got Darren Baker out of the way. Goodness. Because it was wow, a little scary. Great, yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah. But a wonderful image of the kid. And uh, even though he was drafted by the Nationals, we wish him luck. He, um, he we hope is, he gets traded. Well, that would be good. That would be a fine thing. But he uh, uh, played for uh, the University of California this year 
and had 73 hits, 44 runs, 28 stolen bases, and a 402 on base percentage. So you'd think he might be a prospect. And uh, we wish him uh, luck uh, because Dusty Baker is a class act yeah. anyway. And so we would wish him luck in any case. So um, what is your take on Black Widow so far, halfway in? It's much too violent for me. Yeah, it's very... So, so you believe, I take it, that Marvel targets kids in some way in for all of their products. Is that is that true? And so you think they have a responsibility not to be too violent, because just by the nature of it being a Marvel thing, they can attract a certain amount of children as their audience. Is that right? Yeah, I, I. The producer's giving, giving a, a thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. So, so, what what if I said to you that it seems like the target audience, as far as the young audience, is a teen audience, as evidenced by the Spider-Man movies, and that teens see plenty more violent things than what we saw on Black Widow. That's fair. There's still going to be a significant portion of folks watching. Really, a six to in fact, six if it's to eleven. There's six a good chance 12. that the younger siblings will be in the house watching. Yeah. And so you're, you're so you're you're troubled on their behalf. I have to say, the violence, in my experience in Marvel movies, is a lot more entertaining than the violence in this one. I th- I found it a little tedious. Yeah, I agree. It, it's almost as if they're making a mock mockery of how posed it is by refer- by using that word frequently in relation to it. And so, I don't know. I'm not, so far, I'm not terribly impressed. And that disappoints me because I like these actors. Yeah. Um, really like Scarlett Johansson? I think she's good in the Marvel movies. I, I, her big breakthrough movie, which was one with Bill Murray set in Japan, I found incredibly tedious. But, um... I like the character of Black Widow when she plays it in the Marvel movies. You don't? You not? Um. I don't know. That's fine. I think the comic parts of it. One of my favorite things are for me is her entrance in the Iron Man movie when we first see her. I think it's very clever the way she does it. Yeah, I like her introduction to the universe. I just, I have disliked. I just, I can't get over how much I hate that scene where she's talking with Bruce Banner. And really? She, yeah, I think it's to define her being a monster because she's not able to have kids. Oh, I see. Seems like totally, totally. But I don't know, maybe that's lopsided. I mean, so I guess what I would say in response is that Marvel does seem interested in uh, people with constrained self-images and trying to break out of those um, self-images like um, uh, Steve Rogers self-image is a 98-pound weakling and he finds a way to transcend that and so uh, I suppose the question would be whether we see that now that she's got her own movie we see her breaking out of any of that and so far not I would say so far it's a pretty conventional portrayal, but we'll see. 
Well, we watch we'll the second see. half tomorrow. We better watch so. the second half tomorrow, because after that you're headed up to uh, DC the with maestro. the maestro. Yeah. Will Will the maestro be calling in with you? Do you think this weekend? No, I hope they'll shoot. Too. Really? Okay. So we'll we might have the maestro and we'll shoot together. Uh, uh, they might join the shindig. Is that right? That's true. Yeah, they might uh, shindignate with us. Yes. Good. All right. Well, that would be exciting. Excellent. And um, well, I'm, I feel like oh, I beat you in badminton today. Speaking of Shohei Otani, I had more points than you. Though. You did, you did. But I just it was important win for me because you had a real winning streak going. You'd won about four or five matches in a row, and I thought I wasn't going to win again. So it was good to win one. I was catching up to you in that last game. Yes, it it was close. It was twenty twenty one nineteen or twenty two twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's frustrating. It's um, yeah. You always save your double shot for the last, yeah, the last point, and I think that um, sometimes in these close matches you that win. deprives you of a, uh, of, a uh, of a of uh, a advantage because you always get those points. Whereas I sometimes hit it in the bushes when I, folks. We have one a rule that you can hit the shuttlecock twice. And score a point on one point per game, and uh, and co-host number one here, who's gotten very good at serves generally, um, always gets a point off that. Where I would say it's about fifty-fifty for me, because I frequently always, hit it up in the air yeah, and then don't know what to do with it. Time. Yeah, I don't know what to do with those. It's I so I hit it up and rhythm. forward and then yeah. come down. On. But you yeah. hit it to the side. And I hit it away. to the side, and then I'm struggling just to get it yeah. back over. I worry about it. Yeah, you know? no, it's too. I'm, one of these days, I'm going to hit myself in the face with, yeah. the, with the racket. And I'll be too busy laughing to call an ambulance. Well, that's one of my big strategies. When you're laughing, I, I have a pretty good chance of getting a point. Yeah, I'd like them to do the statistics on that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Well, happy uh, 14 juillet, everybody. Good luck to France. Yeah. We hope they do well, and we hope we do well. Biggest appearance ever of the national anthem being in Casablanca. I mean, really, that's that's where the Marseille is. I'm willing for them to say that the biggest appearance of our national anthem is at Woodstock, but that's fine. That's Jimmy Hendrix. I mean, they're at Casablanca. That's not bad either. No, it's true. Just yeah. All right. Casablanca is the best, has the best closing line of any film, and that When Harry Met Sally is the best opening line of any film. What is the opening line of Isn't When Harry Met Sally? Isn't that the film where they are watching Casablanca, and he says best closing line of any film? Really? Do they say that at the beginning of Harry Met Sally? It's in I don't one know. of those movies. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in that. We've never seen Play It Again, Sam. you got to watch Play It Again, Sam, which is built What's around... Cas- it's a Woody Allen movie built entirely oh, yeah. around Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Should I play the Marseillaise again or should I just stop? You should just stop. 